Hello, homeschool friends, and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I'm Sabrina, and I'm here with Vicki and <laughs> Kim. And I made eye contact with the appropriate person at the appropriate time. Aww. We don't want to get traumatized by looking at the wrong person in, in the wrong order. Now, see, y'all who listen to us, you do not understand the incredible stresses that go along with podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to make eye contact at the right moment. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Nonverbals matter. <laughs> and if you have no idea what we're talking about and you missed it, please go back and listen to our previous podcast. <laughs> Where I did the horrible, horrible, unforgivable sin of looking at the wrong person at the wrong time. <laughs> Just threw our entire podcast into a blender. So here we are today, not in a blender, hopefully. Nope. And um, we're talking about all things homeschool, high school, but this one's a little different mm-hmm. because it's not so much an academic thing and it's not really about transcripts. It's kind of about life and life skills. And this may be as much for moms and dads who are listening as it is for them to use with their teens, right? Yeah, because when teens are armed with healthy life skills, then they can go on and have a healthy life. So (laughs) healthy life is a good thing. Yes. Good thing to learn in teenage and good thing for us grownups to remember. Yeah. And way easier to program it in young than to try to change yourself when you are a little bit less young. True that. Mm -hmm. True that. Okay. So we're talking about gratitude. Yeah. Indeed. And we're talking about the importance of having a grateful um, attitude and lifestyle. And we're also going to talk about some specific strategies for increasing your level of gratitude and um, ways to then share that and encourage that in your teen's development. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So first of all, I'm just thankful for you guys and for the chance to podcast and for the Seventh Sisters who are listening. See, I'm making eye contact with the microphone when I say that because I'm thinking about all of you who are listening. And I'm thankful that we have this opportunity to encourage each other and build each other up because mm-hmm. doing life alone, that'd be yeah. hard. A whole lot less fun. Yeah. Yeah. So gratitude. Um, this this kind of has been rolling around in my head a lot recently because I heard a quote from um, Max Lucado's book, Anxious for Nothing, where he references a psychologist whose work indicates that the current level of anxiety among teenagers in high school is on par with the level of anxiety in psychiatric patients in the 1950s. So what teenagers are reporting these days as their average level of anxiety is similar to what people in inpatient settings mm-hmm. in the 50s were reporting. Yeah, wow. so we're talking clinical levels of anxiety that kids are carrying around just as their basic life load, they're used to this level of anxiety is normal. That yeah. is profound. And I can believe it looking around because the world Mm. is uh, pushing hard on on us. There are Mm. so many demands, the stream of bombardment of information and expectation and um, you got to get in a good college and you got to have a perfect transcript and you have to have perfect kids and Mm. they have to do everything right all the time and social media Instagram models and yep. you know everything mm-hmm. holds these standards that are not possible for human beings to live. Right. 
And everything just goes so fast. Mm, you know, yeah. if you're going to plan to get together with friends now and you're 15, you don't mention it to somebody uh, when you're at youth group or whatever. And you don't just pick up the phone and call. You have to create a Facebook event and you have to do invites and then you have to tag the people that you want to tag and be careful not to forget to tag people that are then going to have an issue with you later. And it, it becomes like event planning when you just want to <laughs> hang out with your friends. That's that's a lot. That's a it, lot of stuff. It is crazy. I I often think, and there's a lot of good in it, but this whole concept of more, better, stronger, higher, faster, it has a cost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about gratitude and the power for positive change and um, health that yeah. that can bring us. Now that we've raised your anxiety. Yeah. Really. <laughs> In case you were feeling like, yeah, life's pretty good with my teens and me. Yeah. No, it's no, not. No, no, you're you're <laughs> one stressed. step away from inpatient psychiatric care. I'm thinking, like, I have to make a Facebook event to hang out with my friends? I didn't know that. <laughs> Luckily, I podcast with them every Wednesday, so it's a standing date. <laughs> that makes it easier. It All right, does. so Vicki, tell so. us a little bit from your... From your, um, your Put your therapist hat on now, your counselor hat, and, and tell us about what... A great, great, grateful. There we go. I was about to say gracious, and that's not the right word. A grateful <laughs> lifestyle does to the brain. So I, I love, love, love the research that the University of California does at Berkeley. Is they are studying positive things, which is really nice. You know, it's important to study what makes people feel stressed and all that. But these guys want to study what makes people feel better. And uh, so one of the fascinating studies they did was a study on gratitude. And what they did is they broke their people in the study into two groups. Both of the groups had depression and anxiety. So it was clinical levels, feeling depressed. The Both groups got cognitive behavioral therapy, so the kind of stuff Talk I practice, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, that's efficacious. It helps. Hmm. But the group that they did their their research on, so they had the one group that just did the cognitive behavioral therapy, and then the other group did cognitive behavioral therapy, and every day they had to write a gratitude list. It didn't matter how long it was. It didn't matter what they were grateful for. They could be grateful for the, the sun came out today. They just had to write something every day. At the end of the study, the group that did the gratitude list had significantly better improvement, you know, statistically, like it was mm-hmm. measurable, better improvement on um, depression, anxiety levels. So they felt better, mm-hmm. but also they had fewer sick visits to the doctor compared to the other group. Mm-hmm. Wow. And in PET scans where they were, their brain was observed, they had observable PET scan change in their brains. The, wow. From writing gratitude lists. Wow. So. Woof. <laughs> yeah. 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 And the coolest thing is it was free. Yeah. And no side effects. Yeah. So there, you know, nobody needed extra Xanax or anything. Uh, yeah. And it was something that, uh, that was not taxing to anyone. Something right. everybody can do. Yeah. Because yeah. we all have 
paper sitting around and a yeah. pencil. Yeah. And it, it literally brain change. Mm-hmm. So I, um, it, it made me think about, you know, all the times in scripture that God says, give thanks and, mm-hmm. and give thanks always mm-hmm. and thankful, thankful, thankful. Like it's a gazillion times. One day I went to count it in this, in the oh. Strong's Concordance. I said, this is boring. I can't even get that. <laughs> <laughs> so many numbers. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, God said to do it. Yeah. He must have made our brains and our souls in a way that when we do what he tells us to do, mm. that it actually works. Imagine that. Imagine that. <laughs> what <Wow>. a concept. <laughs> So we'll just give thanks for that right now. Thank you, God, for designing us to respond in healthy ways to following your game plan in the Bible. Yeah, right. So science catches up with scripture. There there. you go. There you go. Oh, wow. That's really So, Kim, you're you're big on the whole positivity thing. Yes, I am. You have have people that you read and follow and are inspired by and share a little bit about your, your observations about a positive lifestyle. And oh, attitude. sure, sure. Well, I, I just thought of this thing. I don't think of it very often, but, and I have no idea where it came from, except the obvious thing that it was a Holy Spirit thing. I can remember being in seventh grade, being in a brand new school, um, and going from a new school to a new school in middle school is not an easy Ooh, thing. No, Mm-mm. not an easy thing. And I went from a school in the city to a school in the suburbs. So it was a, it was a different socioeconomic class to which I wasn't really a part. <laughs> so that was really challenging. And I can and I can remember it as clear as day. I could tell you what I was wearing. I could tell you where I was standing. We were walking back from a gym class out on the field and I was next to the tennis court. And I just remember thinking, wow, I could just like be positive and it would make my life better and maybe some people around me it's wow it's crazy i know it's really nuts it's really nuts. you were just standing there little middle school kid in the middle of a stressor and your and your kim brain said yeah i think i'll just be positive because it could make you yeah yeah, yeah. this is yeah. why we're friends with her people I, this I is why this is, it was really crazy she started her kimisms when she <laughs> yeah, when was, I was in, in middle, middle school. school yeah so I, you know, not that I've always been positive or anything. I certainly struggle with things on occasion, but I'm very grateful to God. My my gratitude um, that I want to share is I'm just really grateful um, that that I'm wired that way. That and that it, I felt like He just turned on that switch that day mm-hmm. to kind of activate all that wiring or whatever. Um, and um, and that does not mean that I have not had times where I've just struggled with depression and anxiety and things like that. You know, like many people do. Um, but, um, what it means is he did wire us that way and, and it's very natural. And so now, um, you know, a little bit more senior as an adult, um, I've stumbled over, uh, the stuff from John Gordon. Um, I started doing a lot of, um, reading of John Maxwell, who is a great leadership guy. So much encouragement in John Maxwell and John Gordon. Yeah. Yeah. So Vicki had told me and somehow, oh, I know a long story I will not tell. Um, I stumbled upon John Gordon, and here's this guy who was in his 30s, and John, if you're listening, forgive me, I'm going to butcher this a little bit, I'm sure. Mm. But anyway, he had what looked like maybe a successful life on the outside. He had a couple of kids, he was married, he had some business things going, and one day his wife turned to him and said, you know what, you are so negative, I cannot stand to be around you, and if, you know, I can't go on living like this, so you need to change or else kind of thing. And he had this huge, 
transition in his life sparked on, you know, spurred on by his wife. Um, and now he's one of the most positive people that, and I haven't met John personally, but that um, if you read his writings, if you look on his website, his blog, any of that stuff, his, you know, his tweets and all that sort of thing. And so one of his things, um, and I, it's really cool. I have seen his faith grow in his writings. Like if you read his mm. books, you can just see his faith kind of catching fire as he goes. And so one of the more recent things I had heard from John um, it, well, early on, he talks about taking a thankfulness walk. And so just he believes that every day, each of us should find some time in our day to take a walk and just think about what we're thankful for. Sounds um, a little bit like praying to me, which is <laughs> what I often do when I'm walking my, my puppy Stewie. Um, I don't really get time to think when I'm or pray when I'm walking Quella too much. But, <laughs> um, but so just to really emphasize that. So his is more of an active moving around kind of thing as to uh, as to some others. Um, and then what I've kind of started doing is was as I'm going to sleep at night, if I'm not already hitting the pillow and long gone, mm. um, I do the last thing I do in my day is just kind of review what were some of the cool positive things that God did for me that day or did for other people around me or did through me for someone else, mm. which is what really blesses me. That's awesome. Good stuff. There you go. Good stuff. Yeah, I don't think anybody who's listening to this is, is going to try to disagree with us that, that incorporating more gratitude into our lives would be healthy and positive. But there may be some people saying, I just don't even know how, how? to do it. And mm-hmm. so writing a list, even if there's only one thing on it, but mm-hmm. write it down or take a walk and say it out loud. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can mutter. Your neighbors won't notice. They, they won't, you know, they won't uh, think you're too crazy. I'll think you're talking on your Bluetooth. Right. (laughs) Right. Um, And then we need to share it with other people. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's this, it's interesting. You talk about the, the wife spurring on this change in, in attitude. And we have to be careful for it to not turn into nagging or preaching Mm -hmm. at people. Mm -hmm. But there is something really powerful about sharing our own gratitude with other people because it does become contagious. I'm just going to make Kim uncomfortable and talk about her for a minute. But okay. So Kim has been my bestie for, for a long time. And um, my son-in-law, Casey, who is Marilyn's son, it's all very convoluted. It's very familiar. <laughs> the sisters are a little enmeshed yeah. yes. after all these years yes. doing life together. We do have a lot of overlap. Mm-hmm. But my, my daughter and son-in-law, Becca and Casey, came um, on a vacation with my husband and me, and Kim was able to join us for part of that too. Which was a huge blessing for and which I am thankful. <laughs> we had a couple of days at the beach all together, and we had hangout time at the house all together, and um, it was absolutely adorable because after Kim had to then fly back home to her family, Casey, my son-in-law, said to me, you know, when I grow up, I want to be Kim because she's just so enthusiastic about everything, and it's so genuine, <laughs> and it's contagious. You know, we she's she's blessed by the the precision with which the lines in the parking lot at Publix were, were painted. You know, she said, "Look at they did such a nice job on the." You know, <laughs> so cute! Oh my gosh, that's wonderful, and it's really true. She is such a positive, grateful person, and it oh rubs my. off. Oh you know, my. it's really hard to be like like grumpy pants when you're hanging out with somebody mm-hmm. who is appreciating the beauty and the wonderfulness of things around them. 
But even people who aren't a naturally grateful, positive person, Mm -hmm. in doing grateful activities, like a grateful list or a thankful walk, or just sitting and thinking, you know, I have things to be thankful for because God said to do that in scripture, it helps our souls be better. So we we don't have to be bubbly to be thankful, Mm -hmm. but being around somebody who's naturally thankful as a lifestyle makes it a little easier, or at least gives us something to laugh about. (laughs) The lines at the grocery store, that makes my whole day. But really, 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 there's so much to be thankful for, and why not? Yeah, Yeah, why not? Exactly. Right. Okay, well, so you mentioned you don't have to be bubbly. One of my favorite strategies for cultivating gratitude in my own life is when I am troubled about something, concerned, heavy, that kind of thing, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to pray about it. Mm -hmm. uh, I realized many years ago that my praying about my concerns was actually building, feeding my anxiety Uh about it, Mm -hmm. and um, not at all prayerful, actually, because it was holding on to all of it instead Mm -hmm. of releasing it to God. And so I challenged myself to, if I'm going to pray about something that is concerning me, the first two words out of my mouth have to be thank you. Mm -hmm. I have to find a way to start with thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. if all I can come up with is thank you that I can come to you with this, Mm -hmm. But that frames the rest of the prayer. Mm. It is much harder to angst and spaz before the throne of God when you've started with thank you. Yeah. Hey, that was tweetable, wasn't it? It was. Yes, it was. I feel a yeah. meme coming on. I got it. I got it. <laughs> Sabrina says, it's harder I think to it's angst weird. and spaz before the throne of God. And there you go. Right. Yeah. So how do, we, how do we help our teens develop an attitude of gratitude when, honestly part of being a teenager is rolling your eyes at your parents a little bit. So, you know, yeah, we should be modeling it, Mm -hmm. but there's going to be a degree of them dismissing what we're modeling because they're beginning to separate from us. And there's some eye rolling that goes along with that. Yeah. And being grateful doesn't mean we have to be bubbly. They, they may need to eye roll in order to individuate and become Mm. their own people. And besides we're eye rollable a lot of times in But if we can be thankful ourselves that we have teenagers who are growing up and mm-hmm. doing some thinking and model that for them, mm-hmm. but also just to talk about ways you are learning to be grateful, to, to be obedient to scripture. And so like Kim, if she was talking about, I'm taking a thankful walk and then her kids hear her say, hey, I'm, me and Stewie, we're going on our... That was bad grammar. I hope our editors don't listen to that. Yes, yeah. please. Um, I'm going. We're going on our our thankful walk mm. because that's what you do, and then your kids grow up thinking that's a normal thing. Mm-hmm. So for for my kids, since I learned about this University of California study, I've had journals that I fill up and they usually have about 20 lines on it. So I'll try to fill the thing up, and what I have found is that it is an easy habit once it gets started. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when my, my kids that are still home, you know, see me when they come down the stairs and I'm writing in my list, that's normal life. Mm-hmm. And right. so, you know, it's, it uh, helps them just to feel like, okay, this isn't something weird. Mm-hmm. Like, gratitude habits are habits, mm-hmm. but so it's something, something can be done. Practice yeah, and learn. Yeah. 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 
And for me, one of the things I always prayed for as as I was uh, raising my kids is that that I that that God would put important other adults in their life that they do respect and that they look to when they're going through that phase of eye rolling at my hubby and I. Um, and looking back, I would pray more that they would do less eye rolling too, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but uh, but that's really important too. So not only when they see you do it, but then when they're exposed to other people who are also positive, then it it makes it even more of a norm, uh, as opposed to when they get hit that certain stage. Oh, my parents weird because they do X, mm, you know. Yeah, yeah. But if they see a lot of people doing it, they might eventually go, "Wow, that's, okay. that's just There's a way a lot to of do people life." Doing that. Hmm, okay. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Or, or to ask them, Sorry. Mm-hmm. you know, how do you think you can develop the the discipline or the habit of being a grateful person? Mm. And I bet they have their own adolescent ideas that are probably way more digital than we could come up with, mm-hmm. or way more fun for them. There's probably a website or right? there's probably there's an, there's an app. app. There's an app, there's <laughs> there's a an app for account. that. I'm, I'm sure. sure there is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's one other piece of it. Um, gratitude towards one another, expressing it, um, I think is really important. And it's, um, I'm going to say this carefully because I agree that there are two pieces of this and that sometimes parents, um, sometimes I am tempted as a parent to fall too far on the spectrum with this. Um, you don't have to constantly turn cartwheels when your kid just does basic things that they should take responsibility for. You know, I got really excited when my two-year-old pooped in the potty, but like when they're 16, I'm really not that jazzed about it anymore. <laughs> you know, so there are, know points, <laughs> there are points where... Yeah, where that that changes. And I'm not talking about just constantly giving your kid the message that everything you do is so wonderful and such an incredible blessing to me. And some of it should just be expected. This is this is where you are now in your life. And this is part of your responsibility. But when you notice your kid consistently doing something well, it can be a really nice thing to just say, by the way, thank you. For the way you just consistently cut the grass every week on Wednesday, and I haven't had to remind you, and I don't know how long, and they will probably roll their eyes and go, "It's my chore," and you'll go, "Yeah, but thank you." But you know that's a really good point. Mm. That they've done research on like employee engagement, and bosses who occasionally thank an employee for their conscientious work or thank you for working on that project. So not making a hoopla and not doing anything unnecessary, just being grateful for this Mm -hmm. person shows up and does what they're supposed to do. Employee engagement significantly increases. Also in research on marriages, a spouse that Mm. is thankful for little things. Mm. So not goofy or overwhelming, but just thanks for supper tonight. Yeah, that yeah. those marriages have a statistically, I can't even say it right, statistically significantly um, better chance of surviving mm. than How about that? couples that don't appreciate mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, that's cool. Um, mm-hmm. There was something that was in my head. And, oh, yes, here we go. So this is this is practical. We're gonna we're gonna put feet on what we're talking mm-hmm. about here, ladies. All right. So Kim mentioned a few minutes ago the the editors because we had that that dreadful 
me that shouldn't have been there. Me and Stewie, yeah. It was shameful. And we we jokingly refer to Sarah and Marilyn and Allison as the editors because they're the sisters, seven sisters, but they're the editors, and so there are editors. And they edit all of the curriculum at sevensistershomeschool.com. And the truth is that historically, authors and editors butt heads. (laughs) And historically, sisters butt heads sometimes. (laughs) So it all comes together in sevensistershomeschool.com. Perfect Venn diagram. Yes, yes. And um, we, uh, a year or so ago, Vicki and I, who who write but don't edit quite a bit of the curriculum, um, began working on thanking the editors for being meticulous and for being nibby and tightly wound. And uh, I'm sorry, that flipped out. (laughs) Um, (laughs) for showing tremendous attention to detail that makes our curriculum much better. Because it does. It really does. It truly does. And I am thankful that they are editing so carefully because I hate to edit my own work. And so if they weren't doing it, it would not be getting done well because I would blow through it to get it over with and I would miss all kinds of stuff. So we, we have had to work on cultivating that but you know what it's been good all around it's been good for our relationships and I think it's also just been good for my heart in general I no longer feel anxious when I see that email pop up in my inbox with a few questions questions for you (laughs) and then the bullet list you know (laughs) you know it's uh, just the math just hit me which is shocking that any math would hit me there's two of us that really do a lot of the writing Mm -hmm. it takes three editors (laughs) Yeah. yeah, there's something there. There's so, something there. We, should, we, we are grateful that we have three, and they do yes. have extreme, meticulous, detail-oriented, conscientious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they think about things we would never think about. Mm-hmm. And even among the three of them, they come at it from three different angles. Mm-hmm. And you have the one who is so good about finding alternate wording when something is unclear or confusing. Mm-hmm. And you have one who is thinking so much about the... Um, the, the details of the formatting and making it really visually appealing and easy to work with. And th- this is sounding like a shameless plug for our ebook mm-hmm. curriculum, but that, that's okay. I think that we have really well edited <laughs> curriculum and I'm not taking credit for it. So I can there plug all I want because it's the editors who do that. And that's and part of mm-hmm. what you find. Very but, user-friendly mm-hmm. and levelable, levelable, affordable and adaptable and all kinds and, of uh, stuff. No busy work because the editors make sure that teenagers and young people can use the curriculum and not be overstressed by it. Mm-hmm. No anxiety raising with our curriculum. That's right. That's right. <laughs> You'll be and grateful. If, you're, if you have not looked at our curriculum, please pop over to sevensistershomeschool.com and visit the ebook store. There are um, screenshot excerpts from every single product linked in the product description. There are also a number of freebie downloads of Indeed. actual curriculum mm-hmm. in the bookstore. We have oodles of freebies that are encouraging and uplifting and um, fun. Informative. informative, yeah. But we also have several pieces of curriculum that are just straight up free downloads so that you can get a taste of what the Seven Sisters uh, Homeschool dot com approach is to mm-hmm. no busy work, no overkill, conversational style of instruction, levelable and adaptable. Because there's not one, one right, right way. way to homeschool high school. So we hope that you will remember that while there is not one right way to homeschool high school, there is one right way to live your life, which is giving thanks. Mm-hmm. Indeed. All the time. 
because God wired us that way. And you will be healthier, happier, and more relationally fulfilled if you cultivate that attitude of gratitude. We're working on it here. You can feel free to keep us accountable. And Mm -hmm. you can put little comments on the Homeschool High School podcast Facebook page if you like. How's that thankfulness going? Have you given thanks for your Edisters today, ladies? You know, you can ask us. And that's that's good for us. And tell us what you're thankful for. Yes, please. And we are very thankful for all of our Seventh Sisters. We sure are. You bet. We sure are. So thank you, Seventh Sisters, for joining us today on the Homeschool High School podcast. From 7sistershomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. 